Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back to the South End Zone, presented by Belly Up Sports. It is Tuesday night. We are live on YouTube. I'm your host, Jason Bailey, and I am here, as always, with my cohort, Eric Mulhair. Eric, uh, we closed the book on week eight, looking at towards week nine already, man. Pretty crazy that uh, we're over the we're beyond the halfway mark at this point. Yeah, well past, it, which... In terms of regular season, I guess um, you know, kind of snuck season, up, kind of snuck up on me a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, we still got conference title games and bowl season, and that stretches it out and buys us some more time. But yeah, it's not enough left for my liking. Well, and uh, I don't think there's enough baseball left for your liking either. Uh, the Rangers uh, broke your heart last night, but the Vikings did manage to pull one out of the hat last night, and get a win. So you know you got yeah, that wasn't you how you I ex- said. You got one out of two, man. I wasn't expecting to go one and one uh, <laughs> in in that fashion because <laughs> um, I expected the Astros game to be a little more uh, compelling, and I really Indeed. didn't plan on the Vikings doing much. Uh, yeah. Once it got to uh, must have been, I think, 8-2, and I knew that the Vikings were, were still had a lead at that point. And I was like, it sounds like they're playing well enough. Um, I'd caught bits and pieces during commercial breaks. So I was like, you know, they're just – the Astros are just going out. They're just getting beat. Like, Texas is just hitting the snot out of everything they throw. It's just – it's not going to stop. And it didn't. Uh, 11-3, I think, final. So Yeah, kind of a beat down on, there. Adolis yeah. Garcia dropping bombs left and right. That guy's yeah. a machine. But uh, away from baseball, and, you know, speaking of uh, the Astros, you know, since we're talking about uh, people yep. who like to steal signals, I wanted to kind of open this show. And if you're an Astros fan, it, I get it was a long time ago, and I don't actually care. I just like to throw shade at Eric mm-hmm. and Hunter because they're Astros fans. Anyway, so – uh, unless you've been living under a rock and don't pay any attention to college football news, then you would know that Michigan is now under investigation for signal stealing, advanced scouting of opponents and stealing their signals and basically going. What they've been doing is sending a staff member to opposing teams games, taking film of the coaches on the sideline 
and then they compare all that to the game film and they try and digest what plays are being called and when, and they steal the signals. And so hopefully they can detect what play is coming. Now, before I go any further with this, I should note this is happening in a ton of places. It's not just happening at Michigan, but the difference is I don't know that a ton of places are sending actual paid staff members to do it. Right. And that's the catch. And we've talked about this on, the, you know, we've texted back and forth for a couple of days on this. And as someone who's been a Houston Astros fan since the mid eighties, uh, I obviously paid a lot of attention to the science stealing thing in, in early 2020 when it happened, when it was first, you know, alleged and came out and reported on. And I see parallel after parallel after parallel uh, from that to this. So, you know, for instance, like you just said, right. Uh, I have serious, I would be shocked if Michigan is the only school doing this. Oh yeah. Just like the Astros were not the only team trying to get an advantage of ceiling science, but oh. just like the Astros, they are doing it in the dumbest, most <laughs> obvious and brazen way possible, uh, almost to like a level of arrogance. Like how do yeah. you think, you're not going to get it. I'm amazed that they've made it two years and some change without this coming up already. Um, it sounds like from the reporting that the, you know, again, just like the Astros thing, right? A lot of people within the game, uh, within college football, specifically within the Big Ten, knew that something janky was going on, but they didn't really have like hard evidence like, hey, this happened. Um yeah, you heard Shiano who made comments about it at halftime of the right. He made some very games. veiled, vague, like oh yeah. He said there's some funny stuff going on out there on yeah. the field. You there's know, translation things happening is, that shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Translation is they know our fucking plays. They know yeah. our signals and we can't call plays. So yeah, and it's you know, other teams had in major league baseball had had gotten in trouble and run afoul of the um Nice little play on words there, Um, You know, kind of skirted some of those rules. They just weren't, they just didn't go so far overboard with it. Uh, and Houston did. And every other team tries to in game, which is allowed. Yeah. Um, you know, on TV, on film, all that stuff's allowed. There probably are other teams who are sending people, maybe not paid staff members <laughs> of the university, but sending people to other games or spring practices or open scrimmages. Uh, and I think it's just like baseball where I think a lot of teams have a, a fair bit of paranoia about doing those types of things and who might be watching. So it's this is, I can tell you from having lived through it once as a fan, uh, this is going to get a whole lot dumber and worse <laughs> before it gets any better. And I I think the end result when everything comes out, I suspect will be like, holy shit. Like, did this really happen? Um, like what is going on? It, mm. it's, I think there's people who are, are in for an awakening. Well, I, okay. I see both sides of this. Like, you know, I, I was talking to somebody earlier and they're like, well, if you're that, I mean, this day and age, with fucking cell phones and all the technology that's out there. If you're stupid enough to not change your signals, mm -hmm. like pretty much week to week, then you should 
get your ass kicked. Somebody right. going to, because what's to stop him from sending his fucking nephew to the game? You know, it doesn't have to be a staffer. They can just pay whoever Venmo. No, no there was a, there was a, um, a column in ESPN that I read this afternoon on it. And they were talking to a guy who was a grad assistant at Auburn, like 20 years ago, uh, mm-hmm. because of course, Auburn, um, <laughs> yeah. Shocker. and they had him, uh, act as a ball boy on the other team's sideline, right? This oh. guy was, this guy was a good high school player. Uh, you know, obviously knew the game. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just some schmuck, but, his his job wasn't to be the ball boy. It was to look like a ball boy. And then he said, you know, usually about a quarter and a half in, I knew, you know, I knew because they got like the decoys, right? You look over, there's there's three people signaling. Right. Um he's like, Yeah, you know, quarter, quarter and a half. I knew who the who the key guy was and what the signs were, right? Like, <laughs> oh, this is this is gonna be a naked boot. Uh, you know, whatever. Um crazy. And but one of the things in that also was a, a former coach talking about like, yeah, I would get fans that would do stuff like they would they would send me video, be like, hey, here's these guys signing, and and they ran, you know, they ran mesh, they ran three verts, they did, you know, this was power sweep, but whatever counter, mm-hmm. um, you know, like unsolicited, like people are just emailing some coach on the staff <laughs> video, um, not illegal. <sighs> Uh, he didn't ask no, for it. I guess, I guess no, no, no. And it's not, I don't think that would be considered advanced scouting of in year opponents, which is really what, what the rule kind of centers right. around is, you know, you can't, you can't scout opponents, future opponents in that season uh, at games. That That's an actual rule. Yeah. And has been since 1994. Yep. So, and the, what I find funny about this, and you know, I feel like such a, in a way, I feel like such a moron because here I have been <laughs> the last two years year, and change, yeah, yeah, year and a half or so as a Michigan believer. And I'm like, man, Harbaugh has really fucking turned this thing around. He's kicking people's asses, whatever. They, you know, go and they get beat by Georgia, who was at the time the best team in the country. They got they got their ass handed to them. That happens. You don't think anything of it because it's Georgia. Right. And they, they got out. I mean, they were out talented. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia clearly had a better roster, all of the above. Right. And then last year, what happens? They go and... All of us were kind of like, what the fuck? TCU drops a 50 burger on Michigan? Like they choked, man. Yeah. They go TCU went eight to sixteen on third down. Like yeah. against that defense, right? They didn't they put make, up five hundred yards almost. And yeah, it didn't make any sense until you start all this stuff starts to come out, and then you realize who's the two games in the last two seasons that they did not send a staff or two because they didn't know what their opponents were going to be. They didn't send a staff or to TCU to scout them and they didn't send one to Georgia either. So you lose two games in two seasons and neither one of them you sent a guy to. It's kind of like, I'm not saying there's fire, but there's a little bit of smoke there. Oh, there's a bunch of smoke, especially how those (laughs) games went. Um, Yeah. 
So it, it's it's going to be bad. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the end result will be. I personally think he's probably going to end up in the NFL anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I put think, on. I put on Twitter today that I'll lay eight to five. He'll be in the NFL before the penalties hit Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll probably, be in the NFL as early as February. <laughs> Maybe before that. If he gets, I don't know. This depends on how quick the NCAA jumps on this. You would think that the big 10 kind of wants to get out ahead of this, but so that's my thing. I, I don't think anything will happen to them. NCAA wise this year. Mm-hmm. Until all the games are over, I think the only way there's any sort of penalty involved this season is if the Big Ten does it, and I don't think they will. No, I don't think they're going to take one of their playoff contenders out of the mix. Yeah, you know, there's too much money on the table, and so now they may look into it, and you know. January, February, March rolls around, and they're not really in any danger of affecting the conference's bottom line because um, that is a concern for them. I could see them saying, "Okay, yeah, this happened. Here's what we're going to do." Because by that point, well, now they got a couple more you know, bullets in the gun. You got Oregon and Washington and USC coming in. Well, and a 12-team play. It's you know, it, knocking yourself out of the conference or out of the playoff, rather uh, potentially isn't a concern next year like it would be this season. No. And here's my thing, sort of my my closing remarks, as it were. I don't really have a huge issue with the fact that Michigan is trying to skirt the rules. Like, that does not shock me in the slightest that Harbaugh is skirting the rules. He's already under investigation for recruiting violations during the COVID shutdown. Like this should not surprise you that it's Harbaugh yeah. breaking the rules. That's it's not even that because it's, that's not really what he's in trouble for. What he's really in trouble for is lying about it. That's the right. actual violation, right? So now you pit, now you pile on, Oh, yes. well, the guy who's already in hot water for, for lying to the NCAA. Right. Yeah, the lying violation is a much bigger violation to them than getting and the kid wh- cheeseburgers. And what does he do today or yesterday? He fucking like doubles down and lies about this bullshit and is like, well, I have no knowledge of that. What? You have no knowledge of the fucking staffer that's standing next to you on the sideline with a fucking play sheet that's got a bunch of men doing yeah. signals like this? YMCA, like, yeah. Like, you got no knowledge of that, Jim? You fucking thought it just fucking miracled itself onto your sideline, huh? <laughs> yeah. a, I ain't never heard of no shit like that. I was like, no knowledge, huh? Well, then yep. you ought to be shit can because you clearly have no fucking idea what's going on at your. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's just like Fitzgerald. Hey, if you knew about <laughs> yeah. it, you you should be gone. If you didn't know about it, you, you should have known about it. And you should be gone. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see a way that it ends nice for him. I, I just, I don't think he survives it, given what we've already seen and everything that seems to come out is just seems to be worse. So I, I don't know, man. I think it's just unfortunate for him that they got caught because lots of people are probably doing it, but I'd be shocked if after everything comes out that he survives, I think I, he'll leave voluntarily to the NFL if he can, but if he doesn't, then yeah, I think it will be Pete Carroll all over again. Yeah. I think it's show. Yeah. Chip Kelly, same thing, you know, show cause penalty. I, I, 
I could see it. <laughs> yeah, hit hit Harbaugh with a show a, a show cause when he had you know after he signed a three year contract with you know whoever you know God, in the NFL he's not going to give a single shit. So it's just so hard to believe that like this former Marine Corps guy, it's just like what is he some fucking super genius of like reading signals and shit or is it that easy? I don't know. It's just I, it's what I think it's that easy to go back and because de- you're sitting there in the cell phone and you. You know, your cell phone can. Yeah, you're comparing work. that to the plays, the game film, right. all you're, that. Yeah. You're, I guess you're, if you're filming that, people on the side and you each just say, you know. I guess if that's your entire job week yeah, to week, then yeah, it's probably doable. 312, three third and eight. My fa- and then they can sync that up to the actual game film. My oh, favorite okay. my favorite part about this whole story was the fact that this past weekend he bought two tickets to go yeah, to Ohio of- State, Penn State on opposite sidelines yeah. and they didn't get used. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause he was already suspended by that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think it's going to turn out too good for old Jim, yeah. but, uh, I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. What I a shit storm. And, uh, we'll see what happens there. I, in the meantime, they're going to continue probably destroying people. I don't know. Cause they've probably already scouted everybody they need to this year, but bet your ass that everybody on their schedule is like, fuck, change the signals, you know? So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know that they have anyone they need to scout a whole lot. Um, Ohio state That's anytime real soon. Uh, yeah. let's see here. Who do they got? Well, not to drag so, this out, that it makes you wonder. Like, did they scout Illinois last year? Because they should have fucking lost that game. The refs handed it to them. If they didn't have Illinois' calls, <laughs> what would have been the score of that game? Chances like, are they did, because apparently this dude had tickets for like 30 different Big Ten games in the last two and a half or three years. Yeah, 11 different schools. So, so they probably scouted everyone. Um, yeah. Pretty crazy. I don't yeah, know. I don't I don't wanna... they, got, they got Purdue. I think they could beat those guys uh, without knowing anything about them. Yeah. Uh, but then they get the big three, right? They get their three hardest games of the schedule back-to-back at Penn State, at Maryland, and then the Buckeyes at home. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're not going to drag out the Michigan discussion anymore. We've, uh, we've spent about – 15, 20 minutes on it here. So that's what's happening uh, in Ann Arbor. Pretty interesting. First time I've heard of a, that kind of scandal. But, man, Big Ten coaches are dropping like flies this year. So maybe Harbaugh yeah. continues the trend. Uh, okay. So let's jump into this week. You are back on the tee box, sir. It is your <sighs> I want to be on the tee box. <laughs> After oh. a, uh, after a two and four week, you're back on the tee box. So fire away. What's your first bet of the week, man? Um, well, we've spent 18 minutes talking about the Big Ten, and I'm going to continue to talk about the Big Ten because I, my first pick is Michigan State at Minnesota under 39 and one half points. Mm. These two offenses are putrid, <laughs> and Minnesota at least plays some defense. So uh, I just don't see both teams getting into the twenties. Mm. Well, you can go ahead and add that one to the bullpen for me. That okay, one is, that one is in my bullpen. 
I actually like that one. I just, I, Michigan State scares me because I think they've just quit and they're not playing at all. And even a terrible offense like Minnesota, you know, might score 24 points or something and give up another 14. I don't know. I just, I, I just, Michigan State scares me to death, man. And you, I feel like they've quit. And if you quit that much, like if Michigan can just, I mean, Michigan could have won that game by 100 last week. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I'm going to leave it in the bullpen. Well, I maybe just, they I, didn't have all the signals, so they only won by 49. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Good call. Maybe so. All right. So, for my first pick here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buck a trend and go a little bit against what I normally do. I'm going to bet on Mike Gundy. What I think so. I think Cincinnati's really bad at football. Okay, fair. And Oklahoma State's at home. They're laying seven and a hook here. I like Gundy by more than a touchdown in this game. Assuming that they play up to the level they've been playing the last three weeks, or even remotely close to that, then I would expect him to win by more than seven points. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State minus seven and a hook here. And to be clear, if this drops, which I don't know that it will, but if it were to drop under a touchdown, I'd be all over it. But I cannot. Like you used the words expect, assume, and Gundy (laughs) all like in the same pair. Like what planet am I on? <laughs> I mean, how many times do I got to sit and watch oh, no. him cover spreads before I'm like, fuck, let me get in on that? I don't know. All right. I just, I know he's burned me countless times. Yes. And that's fine. Okay. Whatever. May the odds be ever in your favor, Jason. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is what right. it is. It's I wrote it down. It's you. official. I'm going to buck a trend. I told you, man. Give me, give me Gundy minus the seven. That's and a bucking hook. a trend. All right. Um, Cincinnati sucks, dude. Okay, well, speaking of Big 12 teams that suck, (laughs) Baylor is hosting Iowa State. So I'm going to take the Cyclones, and I'm going to lay two and a half points. If you give me Iowa State less than a field goal, I'm going to take it. I don't blame you. We should have taken Iowa State uh, two weeks ago when they played Cincinnati. We talked about it on the show that we liked it, and neither of us took it, and they went over there and kicked Cincinnati's ass. So... I don't hate it. Yeah, uh, Bay- Baylor's just so bad, man. Uh, we, we, one of these days, we're going to have to have a, an Aranda talk. Um, <laughs> it's probably not far off uh, until the you know Baylor does that for us. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, it almost feels like it's becoming a race between him and Sam Pittman, as much as I hate to say it, because I do like both of those guys. But um, yeah. Baylor's just terrible. Okay. Well, I've got one minute to get this bet in, so I'm going to go ahead and lay four and a half with Liberty. Just so you know, uh, I meant to throw that in earlier on the show, but it's about to kick off in about one minute. And so I'm going to lay the four and a half on the road. Uh, Let me make sure that, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's at four and a half. So I'm going to lay the four and a half on the road of Western Kentucky. Give me liberty or give me death. I don't have a ton of conviction with it, but if it's less than a touchdown, I'm willing to bet on it. Western Kentucky lost a game last week that I did not expect them to lose. Yep. So I think uh, maybe they're reeling a little bit and Liberty's kind of rolling. So give me Chadwell to go in there and do work. 
here. Uh, hopefully I'll be one and oh here in about three hours. So mm. hopping on it early. I like it. Um, yeah. So I have, I have, I have three picks tonight, but I have four in the bullpen and I, depending on circumstance, I'm going to call one or two of them up uh, mm. later on in the week. I just don't know what yet. Okay. My third active pick my, you know, already on the roster is Mississippi State at Auburn. I'm going to take under 43 and a half. Hmm. Neither of these offenses are very good. Uh, Mississippi State looks like they're playing better defense the last couple of weeks. Um, not great by any means, but less awful. Do we know uh, if we're, do we know if Will Rogers is going to play? Because he didn't we, play last week. We do not, and I almost don't care. Um, <laughs> the, if he doesn't, the, the, that's even better. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say about Mississippi State's defense is they are struggling to stop the run. <sighs> and, I'm sorry, yeah, the, the, the pass. Sorry, they're struggling to stop the pass. Oh, well, they're Auburn playing, can't. Auburn can't do that anyway. Right, so. and Auburn can't throw. Uh, <laughs> Mississippi State does play the run well, which is the one thing that Auburn is at least adequate on offensively, but neither team I don't think can I haven't seen Auburn move the ball yet this year, like consistently in any game I've watched of theirs. They're they're just not good. Well this is I mean this is typically a pretty low scoring game anyway. It's usually sort of a just a muck fest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't hate that pick, but Mississippi State's dead to me and it's Auburn, so I wouldn't touch that. But fair but i don't hate it especially auburn yeah so i'm gonna do one thing that's uh gonna blow your mind here we can talk about this game since it's one of the larger games of the week let's talk about betting against the national champs because that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take florida at plus 14 and a hook you're gonna give me more than two touchdowns I will take Florida. Georgia, fantastic. They may still crush Florida. Yep, Fine. They, may. they could. I'm, I'm, I can see that it could happen. However, they equal each, you know, equal Brock, chance that they could screw around. Brock Bowers is not playing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what Georgia is going to look like when they get tested and they don't have Brock Bowers to bail them out. And so this is not one I would throw a ton of money on. But Florida is not completely out of the picture. I mean, if they beat Georgia, they've still got some shit to play for because Georgia's still got a tough game left in Tennessee. So if Florida were to win this weekend, I think they would be uh, control your own destiny territory for the SEC championship game. They've only yeah. got one conference loss. Oh, yeah, because they, they already beat. Too. Because they lost to Utah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So there you go. If they win, they are in the driver's seat in the yeah, SEC. And they already have a win against Tennessee. Yeah, that's true. They already smoked Tennessee. Good call. So there you go. It's not like Florida's got nothing to play for here. No, I mean they're they're five and two. They've turned around. They're they're playing better outside of the Kentucky game. They've been good defensively, not great, but good. Indeed. I wouldn't bet this at 14 even, but I think at 14 and a half. Yes, that's why I'm going to jump on it now. Worth, take, worth taking a shot? Yeah, I think so. If you're going to give me more than two touchdowns on a neutral side, I will take Florida against Georgia without Brock Bowers. And 
just see what happens. And I'm not going to be mad if Georgia crushes them. You know, I, I don't care. I expect Georgia to win the football game. But, I mean, if you're crazy and you just got no faith in Georgia and you want to throw down a money line bet at like plus 490 or something, then, yeah, go be my guest. But I would rather take those points personally. Mm-hmm. So, Florida plus 14 and a hook, do it. Um, first bullpen pick. All right. And if this comes down at all, I'm going to, I'm going to call it up. I'm going to move it. Um, UCLA yesterday was a 16 and a half point favorite hosting Mm -hmm. Colorado. And I loved 16 and a half. It has since moved to 17 and a half. And I don't like that number quite as much. Once you go past, um, 17 you're basically talking 19 and a half effectively in terms of you know frequent margins of victory it's kind of of a dead zone yeah so i don't love the number but if it goes i would even consider betting it at 17 even but if it goes back down below 17 i don't expect it to but if it did i will jump all over it because ucla has a top 15 defense and colorado has a bottom five defense uh yeah I don't it, care that UCLA's quarterback is a true freshman who has struggled in some games. He dude, I could didn't score. struggle. He didn't struggle against defenses like Colorado's. Yeah. So I think Colorado's in a world of shit in this game. I might still move it up even at 17 and a half. Um I gotta think on that. But dude, I could score on Colorado's defense. Give me a break. Yeah, I think I'm gonna leave it in the bullpen for now. Okay. Uh, unless I Really, unless the line moves, then it's a given, and I might move it up anyways. All right. Okay. Well, okay, next one. I'm, I'm doing this purely out of spite, just so you know. But my next one, I'm going to fade South Carolina. I'm you fade you Shane. They're bad. Gonna, They're struggling. <laughs> I'm going to fade Shane Beamer. And I believe the best number I can get is 14 here. Uh, let me double check. I think it's 14 is the best I can get for Texas A&M. Let me check. Yeah, 14's across the board. So, yeah, give me uh, give me A&M minus the two scores here at home. <sighs> South Carolina, they just they burn me. And if they burn me again and cover this, then so be it. But. They, man, they're reeling. They're two and five, and they're on quit watch for me. They're not going to make a bowl game. I just give me AM. South Carolina's offensive line versus AM's defensive front is like doomsday scenario. Yeah, it's nightmare status. So that's, that's why I just go ahead and lay the points and call it a day. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and for as well as Rattler has played, um, for most of this year, he hasn't been the same guy on the road. No, he's, he's struggled some. So yeah, agree. Yeah. That one was kind of tempting. I left it alone because I was already at seven picks that I liked more, but I certainly don't dislike that one. I think, uh, I think the Gamecocks are in trouble. Well, they burned me twice. So they're, I'm doing it out of spite, you know, I'm going to fade them. Hmm. Um, so you went back to Liberty. Well, I'm going to go back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip my toe in the well, uh, one of my favorite wells. The old Coastal, Coastal Carolina well? Coastal Carolina plus four at home in a conference game. 
Well, I hope it tastes better for you than the well tasted for me last week. The well has been good to me the last two years. Now, this is in the bullpen uh, until I find out the status of Grayson McCall. Mm. Um, he's going to play. Yeah, I, I feel and, like and if I he like plays, it. I feel like that, that line's going to come down some. It'd it, be probably two and a half, three. Yeah, and it might, and it's come up. So I think there's probably a lot of people expecting him to not play. Right. Uh, I'd still consider it um, if he doesn't, but if you get a big move on it, alone. if you get a big move on it tomorrow, then you that's pretty much it. Like Vegas knows he's going to play. You know? Yeah. So, uh, which, whichever way. Um, yeah. Whichever way. You should find out tomorrow, and if it doesn't move at all, then yeah. If I look tomorrow and it's plus seven and a half, and then I'll know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's uh, you know, and I'm leaving it in the bullpen because I don't think if he's going to play, I don't know that I can get that number. Um, okay, all right. Well, I'm going to fade another SEC team here that burned me earlier in the year. And I'm going to take Tennessee minus the three and a half on the road here against Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's offense sucks outside of Ray Davis. And I think Tennessee can do well enough to stop the run to slow them down and prevent them from scoring a ton of points. And I expect a bounce back effort out of Tennessee. I know it's back-to-back road games and that's unfortunate, but I feel like, Playing against Kentucky's defense is going to be a little bit easier than playing against Bama's defense. So I'm going to take uh, the balls here on the road to cover three and a hook. Mm. Okay. Um, you all done? No, I got a couple more. I just don't know which. Uh, all right, go ahead. I have another another well in the bullpen, and this one has been right. pretty good to me. Let's I just. It. Don't know about this number because I don't know about the other team. Um, mm-hmm. USC is at Cal. The total That's is 67 and a half, which seems like a big number for a Cal game. Indeed. So they've had, I mean, they put 40 on Oregon State, who is light years better on defense than USC, but they've also had some stinkers, right? I think they scored 10 or 14 against Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, Cal's offense doesn't. That has me a little wishy-washy. Now I can see USC going out and you know putting up forty-two or forty-five points. I just don't know that Cal can get to three touchdowns. Um, so I'm just I'm a little reluctant, but I'm not writing it off just yet. Okay. And, and it's it, it's almost like the Service Academy or Iowa, where it it doesn't matter what the number is. Like the number looks just impossible but they do it anyways. And maybe 67 and a half um, going over is not impossible, even though they're playing Cal because it is USC. They're going to score and they're going to give up a shit ton of points. They've given up 34 plus their last four games. Well, the law of averages, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't hate it. 18 and four against the spread since he's been there or sorry on the over since he's been there. (laughs) It's, I don't think anybody's going to blame you on betting an over. You know, what are you going to do? You just bet it the last 22 times. You'd be a rich motherfucker. So I don't think anybody can throw shade at you for it. Um, Okay. I've got a couple in the bullpen here. 
the first one I'm going to put in the bullpen. <sighs> Let's talk about Oregon and Utah. I'd like to know what you expect out of this game because Utah is at home getting six and a half. Over under is 48 and a half. I personally would lean to the under. Yeah, I think that would be my bet if I was going to make a play on this game. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm going to put Oregon at Utah under 48 and a half in the bullpen. It's kind of been a low-scoring affair the last couple of seasons. I mean, if you go back to last year, it was uh, 20 to 17 was the final. Mm-hmm. 2021, Utah kind of thumped them 38 to 10, but that's still a cover. It's under 48, you know, and the year before that, 38 to 7. You know, so I've kind of, it's kind of a trend there. And Utah's yeah. offense, man, I don't know how much. Yeah, and they had Cam Rising those two, two of those years. Right. So now you've got Bryson Barnes going to probably start. Maybe Nate Johnson gets a few snaps. I don't know. But Bo Nix could be road Bo Nix. Yeah, could be, could be Rome, could be road. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Viewer's choice, man. Yeah, I'm not sure which version of Bo Nix shows up. Um, I The last couple of years, I've been a big proponent of Utah. You know, I picked them to win the Pac-12 each of the last two seasons, and they did it both years. I picked them to win it this year, and Cam Rising, if Cam Rising played, which he's not going to play. So I kind of like Oregon to win the conference. So I would expect Oregon to win the game. And a touchdown, I kind of think the number is sort of right on. You know, like six, seven I just I think it's a good line, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to the under. Do you disagree with any of that? No, I think the number is very good as well, which is usually when I run for the hills. Like, yeah. oh, okay, I think that's a good number. I'm not touching it. Um, <laughs> but I I do think two good defenses. I think or Oregon's defense uh, certainly is good enough to to keep Utah in check with Bryson Barnes playing, who has played better, but he's still. Uh, I, I do think they're somewhat limited. I'll tell you what, I don't hate that money line at plus 195. <laughs> no, no, not for a team like Utah at home. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to give me, but like if it were a night game, this was like an eight o'clock game, you know, I'd be, mm, might be willing to lay some more points, but it's a 230 game. You know, it's a day game. Right. So I, I, I just I don't know how good I feel about that. But anyway, what else you got in the bullpen? Last one. Um, NC State is at home against Clemson. Yeah. I Clemson, man. I, and they're they're getting, dead. They're dead to me. They're getting 10 points at home. Mm-hmm. I know NC State is not very good. Uh, Neither is Clemson. But Clemson getting you – know, Clemson laying double digits on the road against a conference opponent feels like a reputation line, mm-hmm. not a – here's how good this team is this year line. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, I've watched a couple NC state games. I don't feel great about them and Clemson for, for all their warts this season and how disappointing they've been in some games. They're still far more talented uh, and they could easily put it together and win this by 14 points. 
even on the road, they they should be that much better than than NC State. I just I think there's enough potential still existing with Clemson um, compared to NC State where I I don't feel great about it. But that is one that jumped out at me. Like, boy, is Clemson really the kind of team that should be laying ten on the road? I don't know if they are. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's I'm not touching that. <laughs> not touching it. No way. All right. Last bullpen pick for me. Hmm. Maybe. I I know for a fact that this is the only one that I would probably jump on just, you know, randomly. At plus 172. I know it's on the blue turf, but man, I think Boise State sucks. They're not very good. And that, no. that I think Wyoming at plus five and a half here, minus one. I mean, it's juiced to minus one fifteen. So right. I would say just give me Wyoming at plus one seventy two on the money line. I, I don't think Boise State's very good. I know it's at home, but I think Wyoming could go up there and beat them. It wouldn't shock me if they did. So I, I'm gonna take the Cowboys to go up there and uh, get a win by a field goal, maybe. And uh, hopefully, hopefully get that money line there. That's it's just one I happen to look at. Boise State's beaten them the last couple of seasons up there. I mean, they haven't won on the blue turf maybe ever. But Yeah, but Wyoming's, I think, better than they have been. I, I believe their only loss is the Air Force, right? Uh, they've got two losses. I think they lost to, shit, I can't remember. I can't remember who they lost to. They lost to somebody they weren't supposed to, but, mm. and then they, yeah, they lost to Air Force. So, but I don't Let's know. See. Now I'm curious. Yeah. I don't know who their Mountain other one was. West. Against. Off the top of my head. I don't. Okay. There it is. I've got oh, it. They lost to Texas. Yeah, Texas. There you go. <laughs> so they lost uh, Air Force on the road by yep, a touchdown. Texas on the road. And Texas on the road by 21. So mm-hmm. Boise State, eh, I'm kind of not really. Yeah, I mean, they, they beat Texas Tech. They they beat Fresno. Uh, is Boise better than either of those teams? I don't think yeah. so. I mean, Fresno I, I was ranked know. at the time. Yeah, I don't either, but they they were also at home. So Laramie's a uh, not an easy place to play when it's windy as shit. You know, tough mm-hmm. to go in there and sling the ball around when it's thirty mile an hour winds blowing across. Right. So I yeah, I, I think Wyoming is good enough. One seventy two is pretty good value against what looks like a pretty average Boise State squad. Yeah, I mean they're three and four. They've lost to uh, Washington. They got their teeth kicked in. They barely lost to UCF, and uh, they lost on the road to Memphis. And the one that did it for me was they lost on the road at Colorado State. Colorado State. Colorado State. Colorado State right. th- they're not good, dude. They're bad at football. They stink. I watched that Colorado Colorado State game. Some of it. <sighs> that team. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, enough about Wyoming. I'm good. Okay. So, so you're all finished up, correct? Yep. Okay. So the last one, we'll we'll run through a couple of these. How are we doing on time? Forty two minutes. All right, we're good. So we've got time to talk about some of these we don't have picks on. So talk to me about Ohio State and Wisconsin. You got Ohio State going on the road minus fourteen and a half over under at 
43 and a half. Is Wisconsin's defense that good and Ohio State's offense that bad? Or, I mean, over 40, 43 and a half seems a smidge low to me. I mean, I don't think Wisconsin's going to be able to slow Ohio State down like Penn State did or Notre Dame for that matter. Yeah, I just don't know. How many points Wisconsin can I don't score? Know how many, yeah, how many points Wisconsin's going to be able to score on these guys, even at home? <laughs> I don't, I mean, what do you think about the spread? I think if it was any other week, mm-hmm. um, I would probably take Ohio State, even though I don't love 14 and a half just as a, as a cutoff number. Yeah. But coming off of, I think there is relative letdown potential for them coming off of that game against Penn State. So, well, and you got to wonder, you got to wonder if all this shit coming out about Michigan is just fueling them and they're about to just go on a, a run of just murder ball. <laughs> It could. This is I don't, to I don't me, this know. feels like the kind of game that they could either win by ten or nine points. You know, like mm-hmm. like two or, scores. Or they, or or go, they could go down and 31. do what they Yeah, or they could go and do what they did to Purdue a couple of weeks ago right. and went forty one to seven. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like the potential for anything in between is all that great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it really kind of depends on their state of mind. And they either kind of go, you know, mess around and play with their food and, and win by nine points, or they just curb stomp these dudes. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know that I see a 17 point victory, uh, you know, coming their way either. Yeah. It, I think it's going to be one extreme or the other. Mm. Speaking of big lines, what do you think about Notre Dame at home against Narduzzi? Narduzzi, man, <laughs> he's kind of in deep shit. He's two and five. Yeah. I, they're not good either. I'm trying to find that one where, uh, it's minus 20 and a half, and the total is 40, 44 and a half. So Notre Dame's laying almost three touchdowns here. And I kind of like, I almost threw it in the bullpen, like just fuck it, lay them. Because Pittsburgh is not good. If it was in Pittsburgh, I would not touch it because Narduzzi's all about ruining people's lives. Yeah. But on the road, dude, I feel like Notre Dame's just going to shellack them. I mean, am I crazy? I think they should win convincingly. Um, but Notre Dame's offense really hasn't been unlocked like I sort of expected. So I don't yeah. know that they're really going to run up a ton of points. No. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like it could be a lower-scoring affair kind of deal where Notre Dame just kind of suffocates them, like yeah. a 30, 34-7 type of deal. You know what I'm saying? Because I just don't know how – I don't know how many points Pittsburgh's going to score on them. Their point. I don't think it'll be very many. No. Um, I think if you can hold Ohio State to 16, you can hold Pittsburgh into the single digits. Probably they're not very good. <laughs> um, not good. Not the good. one line that jumped out at me, uh, mm-hmm. and this game is going to be completely non-competitive, but I, I thought the combination of numbers was interesting. Washington and Stanford. No. Mm, okay. Penn State is hosting Indiana. Penn State is favored by 31 and a half, and the total is 45 and a half. Have you, do you remember ever seeing a combination of that type of spread and that low of a total? Hmm. I mean, I've seen them somewhat regularly, like with Alabama. Cause they're, you know? they're expecting basically, it's, they're saying we expect this game to be really, really close to 38 to seven. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen spreads like that. 
basically with Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, teams like that, where they're playing against Chattanooga and they're a forty nine and a half point favorite and the total's fifty five. <laughs> you know. So that's it, it's not that surprising, but man, Indiana is so terrible. They're yeah. so bad. And they're on the road. Like Penn State, it's the bottom line with the game is will they take their foot off the gas? Because Penn State could win this game a hundred to nothing if they wanted to. Yeah. And you know, if someone were tempted to to lay those points with Penn State, uh, the page isn't loading for me right now, but I want to say excuse me. Um, I want to say Penn State is six and one against the spread. I mean, they've had a couple of games where they piled on late to hit the number, almost like James Franklin knows. Oh, we were favored by 24, you know, 23 and a half, and we led by, you know, 17. So uh, they're running, see. they're running a touchdown in with seven seconds left with their backup quarterback. Yeah, they are. Not that eight, I'm bitter. Yeah, they're eight and one against the spread in their last 10 games. Yeah. Um, so last, I can absolutely see them still yeah. trying to score towards the end, uh, garbage time and, and hitting that 31 and a half. Mm hmm. Yeah, their last 10 home games, they're 7-2 and two against the spread. So, uh, Oh, here we go. Last three home games against Indiana. 2-1 and one against the spread. Mm. I'm, assuming, I'm assuming Michael Penix is that one. <laughs> I I would, could, yeah, I would assume as well. I, I could be wrong. But nonetheless, yeah, that's it's kind of an odd one. I don't really – I don't have a take on that one. All right, let's get a couple of more here. Can Kansas State cover 16 and a half against Houston? I don't know. That's a big fucking line. It's under 17, so I kind of want to take it. Yeah. Man, Houston, just Holgerson's coaching for his job, dude. I I don't know. Kansas State, maybe a little bit of looking ahead to Texas kind of deal. Yeah, Houston's been like really wishy-washy this year. They've Mm -hmm. looked great. They've looked terrible. I mean, they had had a chance to – win the game late last week against Texas, oh, uh, yeah. who's every bit as good as K-State. Yeah. So you could get a Houston team that plays with these guys. You could get one that just can't get out of their own way and loses by three touchdowns. I, I'm i not touching that one because it's Houston, and they've been you know, a little erratic this season. Hmm. All right. Well, let's stick in the Big 12 for a minute, and let's talk about the number six team in the country. The Sooners, Boomer Sooner, on the road at the Jayhawks. Big total, 65 and a half. Yep. Oklahoma's laying 10 points here. What's your thoughts? I don't like the number. Uh, I think it's a good number. I don't like 10 even. I'd probably take it at nine and a half, but um, I just just don't like that number. I don't know know how to say it. Uh, Mm. What about the total? Think they both get into the thirties here, or one of them gets into the forties? I would think so. Um, I mean, these have been pretty high scoring affairs. Yeah, the last so few years fifty two, forty two, thirty five, twenty three, sixty two. Yeah, ten point ten point spread with the sixty five and a half total. So you're you're thinking something like thirty eight, twenty eight. Yeah, last year was fifty two, forty two. Yeah, Oklahoma's defense is so much better than last year. Um, Facts. So I don't – that would be my one hang-up with the total is I don't know that Kansas can be able to score a ton of points against that defense. Mm. 
Uh, conversely, I think Oklahoma can score a shitload of points against Kansas. So I, I kind of like the minus 10. I would love minus nine and a half, but 10 is just kind of an oddball number for me. So I, yeah, I stayed away from that one. How many points did Florida State score against Duke? You remember? Um, they kind of piled it on in the fourth quarter. I don't. Did they score 32? I cannot uh, remember for the life of me. I don't have the schedule pulled up. Give me five seconds and I can tell and you. This website's not freaking, it's not fucking working. I don't know. Why yeah, I, I pulled up the other uh, schedule site. Uh, Florida State scored 38 points against you. They won 38 to 20. Ah, there we go. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with a similar uh, sort of total. I, yeah, I think I want to. I, I think I would take a team total here in the bullpen over 34 and a half for Florida State against Wake Forest. Wake Forest sucks. <laughs> I think Florida State can get into the 40s here. So give me over 34 and a half in the bullpen. I'll take that. Chuck that on a parlay somewhere, maybe. Man, 34. Let me look at something quick because that seems. 45, 66, 31, 31, 39, 41, 38. Man, 34 and a half seems low. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? 34 um, and a half is the total. The because, team total. Yeah, because some of these teams are better defenses than Wake Forest. Yeah, first half team total, 19 and a half. So. Mm. Well, I don't know about n- narrowing it down to a half specifically, but. Um, yeah. 34 and a half. I, I do like that. I think they'll probably probably run all over these guys. Yeah. I like it. Add it to the bullpen. Chalk okay. it up. Oh, it's all in right. there. All right. You got new others you want to cover before we get out of here? You got uh, you got Luke and uh, Duke and yeah. Louisville. Luke and Louisville. Um, yes, correct. You got six and one Louisville at home against Duke. Uh, Louisville's laying four and a half here. Totals 46 and a half. Yeah, both teams playing, uh, still trying to play for a spot in the ACC championship game. You know, Duke's yeah. five and two, but they got the, the one loss in non conference, Notre Dame. Yeah, it's effectively for the number two spot in the conference right now, pretty uh, much. Yeah. I mean, because Duke, depending on what you think about North Carolina, um, well, that none of them have played each other yet. Right, so, not yet. you know, that it's kind of, Who's in the driver's seat at this point? Because, yep. well, yeah, if you get down to common opponents, you lost to Georgia Tech. So there's that. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but four and a half, 46 and a half. I, I just couldn't. If like if the if Duke was at home here and they were, say, plus three and a hook, I, I might lay, I might take the points with Duke here, but on the road, man, without. Possibly without Riley Leonard. I don't know if he's yeah, going to play. Probably. I mean, he he wasn't great against Florida State. Um, yeah. He he looked somewhat limited. And then he got hurt, and he was out for probably the last, I don't know, quarter and a half. Yeah. So that's why I stayed away from, from this game. Um, similar to McCall and Coastal, I would want a lot more information on who is actually going to be taking snaps for Duke mm-hmm. uh, before I touched this game. Mm, yeah. 
Should be interesting. I don't know. I kind of would lean to the over a little bit because I don't think Louisville's defense is quite as good as Florida State's. And I think Louisville's good enough to score on Duke some. So yeah. 46 and a half seems a smidge low to me. I would kind of lean towards the over there, but just my thoughts. Uh, Okay. And then the only other one that I would find any relative interest in where to go. Okay. There it is. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to throw this on the active roster late, late game pick here. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a late night delight Saturday on the active picks roster. Mm. I'm going to take the beeves against Arizona here. Party's mm. over for Arizona. They're not going to ruin the beef season. So give me the beeves at three and a hook. Yeah. Three and a half. Yeah. So it's come that's, down. It opened at five and a half at Arizona, even. Okay. Yes, it, I believe so. Yeah, yep. I believe it's at Arizona. But uh, I'm going to take Oregon State here. I think uh, even though Arizona's quarterback is playing extremely well, you know, I I kind of like uh, kind of like the Beavs to go down there and get a win. But I'll tell you this: I don't hate the over at fifty six and a half. I mean, this <laughs> this game last season, yeah. 56 to 38. Yeah, I think uh, but, I, I, I like know. the over as well there. Um, Arizona's put up some points this year, and they, yeah. they're for four and three. They're a pretty good team. Um, mm-hmm. they've, given, they've given some teams some problems. So I think this will be the best defense Arizona's faced thus far. Entirely possible. Uh, let me look before I agree or disagree. I don't think they've played UCLA yet. I could be wrong about that. Maybe they have, but I would argue Oregon State's defense is better than UCLA's because, well, they thumped UCLA. So, um, they played Washington close. I think Oregon State's mm-hmm. defense is better. They played yeah. USC close. I know Oregon State's defense is better. Uh, oh, Wazoo. Yeah. They they. They did lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Stanford, Utah, Mississippi State, Northern Arizona. Yeah. This this will be the best defense they faced so far because after this game, then they get UCLA and mm-hmm. they still have Utah as well. Yeah. So this is sort of that beginning of that tough run. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Beavs to cover here. But like I say, I, I kind of like the over 56 and a half. Put that in the bullpen for me. I may call that one up on the active roster. Just spraying the board with picks here. So put the over in the bullpen. Give me the beeves. I'm going to lay them. All right. You got any more stuff you want to throw out, Old Miss Vandy, any of that stuff? Or can we shut her down and call it a night? I think I'm good. All right, man. Well, let's shut her down. Okay, well, you guys can find us on social media at South End Zone Pod. We're coming at you live every Monday and Tuesday night at 7 Eastern, at least for the most part. Uh, Some weeks it may change. But ultimately, we're here twice a week during the season. So you guys can find us, like I said, at South End Zone Pod or just Google the South End Zone. And you can find me at Jason Bailey 47. You can find Eric at Eric Mulhair. And we'll be back with you on Monday of next week recapping all the good stuff and maybe Jim Harbaugh still have a job. I don't know. It's a mystery. (laughs) 
never can tell with that guy. But we'll be back with you next week. Till then, catch you guys later. Thank you very much. Have a great day.